0: space and welcome to episode 229 of the double density podcast with your host barney and angelo double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers now first things first angelo happy june my friend happy summertime i feel so good these days i took a long walk yesterday i took a shorter walk today i love nature i'm into it even though i'm probably allergic to certain flowers out there i've realized every time
1: i go for a walk i come home with a stuffy nose
0: same, and it's just like I. This wasn't a thing when I was like younger. Now, in the last couple of years, it's definitely like a seasonal
1: um, uh, issue. I've, I've well for with. a while. I always thought I had colds at this time of year, and then we were in lockdown, yeah. and I still had a cold, which was not possible. And I realized, oh, it's right. allergies. I was gonna say maybe it's you're allergic to your children. Maybe. Did you enjoy the cooler weather because we had a, a little hot streak here in Quebec?
0: I realized that. I am like a lizard. I love the heat more and more. So I kind of enjoyed the heat wave. Uh, but I'm i cool. Cool to temperatures too. We've uh, opened the windows up all weekend. It's been kind of nice here um, too. Uh, more recently though, and we'll talk about this and then go into the main topic, is that I was telling you I saw two superhero movies. So I saw Spider-Man um, across the Spider-Verse uh, early in advance screening that I won tickets for. And then I also saw The Flash in an advanced screening. Uh, but the interesting thing is that The Flash didn't show the end credit sequence as well as the sort of spoiler spoiler so i have no idea what's going to happen in the flash universe so i'm kind of waiting for it to come out to read about it on the internet oh why would they not show that in the advanced screening well because they don't want the news to get out well well, that's annoying you kind
1: of like screw over the people that came to the advanced screening
0: i know so a lot of people were left very confused when the projector cut right when it showed the director's (laughs) name.
1: that is odd um, I have some, I have some tech news for you, Ryan, that has to do with the, do the heat wave we had. Is my uh, One of my Let's air conditioners it. broke, so I have somebody coming in and fix it tomorrow. Do you, do you have one of those fancy ones? Uh, I wouldn't call it fancy. It's a wall unit split duct one, right? So, Does it do voice commands? Not at all, no. It has a remote control okay. that you press but, a button. It's not even in Celsius, only Fahrenheit, so our American friends would be very <laughs> happy. Very uh, confusing, I
0: guess, in the house when you have to explain that. So I
1: guess. may miss some of... Uh, the keynote of WWDC tomorrow because I may have a person here fixing my air conditioning.
0: You should have them tune in and just give their kind of like a idea on what's going on.
1: Yeah, because it's one of those he'll be there between eight o'clock and twelve thirty. So if he's here at yeah. the twelve thirty mark, then it'll probably cut into And you just shake hands with each yeah, other. Yeah, hug. Yeah, that's what I do with most people that come in and do any work in my home. <laughs>
0: yeah I always pictured you as the 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 man who hugged a lot so um you we have w d c this week we have um stephen greer's like press club event his next one on the twelfth it'll be interesting to do we'll dip into that one too um but yeah next week, next episode you're going to tell me all about Flat Earth, and you're going to try and convince me. I'm super excited for that. And then I also announced this one on socials, but I picked up a book called The Weird 100, and I'm inviting any of our listeners to email us to get in contact with us somehow, give us a number between one and 100, and uh, because every single weird thing in this book is itemized by a number, right? So we're going to dive in. We're going to find some fun topics. We're going to let our listeners kind of guide our way over the next couple of weeks um as we uh, select some really fun weird, or we will be
1: told what fun and weird things to look. And it'll into. be random because I have no idea what these numbers mean.
2: So apparently there's a female ghost in this apartment building who thinks I'm attractive.
0: (laughs) Let's do some listener mails. So this week, the first one comes in from Gareth, who says, Now that the month-long moratoriums are coming to an end, I would like to formally request the return of Angelo Magic Talk. In fact, I think it should be formalized as a subsection of the paranormal segment. For example, how could Angelo, a trained magician and master of illusions, reproduce various unexplained phenomena? If he was an amoral hoaxer, that's a good one, actually, Angelo. And then if you were to balance out Angelo's natural skepticism, Brian could go hard into theosophy. Tell us what Helena Blavatsky thinks of the chupacabra, or whose side Bigfoot would be on on the Eats versus Crowley rivalry. So, Angelo, do you know about theosophy at all? like, the, yeah, I've, like I've, you have, Certain people have like certain relationships with
1: God or, you know, whatever entities that they're interested both in. Both the term of theosophy and the name you mentioned rang a bell to me when uh, you said them and when I read them in the letter. The letter he sent us a letter, an actual handwritten, yeah, handmailed, letter. yeah, exactly, he, written in blood Thank with you, a gear. quill, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the other form uh, you can fill out. No, I I don't know much about it other than knowing it exists. I know of it, like Bart right. Simpson knows of the times tables. It's <laughs> really good point. Thank you, Gareth, for sending that in. And then Trish
0: emails us with "Survivor Man." Oh, wait, man, I, didn't question, like, uh, I, I didn't answer question
1: though. I did have oh. a comment about that. The, the problem with Go me, I am not a master magician. I just know card tricks, so I don't think I'd be able to fool much. Maybe I could pretend I was a psychic, like the trick I did for you, right? Like I could totally, right? You would based based on the way it works that trick. It seems as though I'm in your mind. We could do some cold reading stuff too. That could be cool. Yeah, of fun. that can I can probably practice that for sure. Yeah. Do it with your kids.
0: Like, just explain. Like let's grandma wants to talk to you. Yeah.
1: Like, just go yeah, with okay. that, you
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> Let us move on to Trish then in that case. Trish emails us with surviving man. Les Stroud did a series on Sasquatch. He said he received MindSpeak to meet the Bigfoots, and he said he was not ready. Another episode, he saw orbs, but had the camera turned off. The third he caught on camera, and an apple disappearing ten foot high on a tree that he said was securely on. We also to introduced Todd Standing, who is the clearest Sasquatch photos ever that people believe they're fake. Standing is out in BC, so everyone is out in BC. Stroud's also out in BC too, right? I'm not, I'm not a big Survivor Man guy. Let's drag
1: out or no? You. But no, uh, but this, I was going to say letter again. This email brought to mind the movie Pottersville, and there's a whole thing about a Survivor Man type guy that is looking for Bigfoot in Pottersville. Have you seen Pottersville? With uh, Judy Greer years. and uh, Michael Shannon?
0: Michael Shannon, yeah. The oddest looking man, I find. Kneel before Zod. <laughs> if you click on the IMDb link in the show notes, go ahead and take a look at uh, Michael Shannon on the cover of Potter's well, because it is definitely a Photoshop.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird movie. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's a weird movie, but still fun. It's a great Christmas <laughs> movie, actually.
0: So what you're seeing is watching this in July is, is pretty good. Idea. Yeah, you feel, that's not Photoshopped. Come on. Are you kidding me? Look at the way that he is standing and the way it's lit. No, I'm kidding.
1: I know. They're not. They're Sometimes not all. Sta- they're not you. all standing in front of the uh, the little town. <laughs> no. So the the guy, the guy with the Santa hat, is the uh, Survivor Man type person.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: And who's he played by? Uh, somebody. Somebody. I know who they are. They're a. Com- they're a pretty famous comedian. Let me tell you who uh, it is. It's Tom Lennon.
0: Oh, uh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Ian
1: McShane's in this, Christina Hendricks, uh, Judy Greer. All Ron Pearls are up. So there's lots of people in this thing. Double density.
0: So, Angelo, let us move on over to the main topic of our episode tonight. So every month for the next little while, once a month, we're doing a classic Coast to Ghost episode, and it was my turn to pick. And I said, Hey, let's do some ghosts. Yeah. And you said, sure. And so I found in the nineteen ninety-five episode of Ghost to Ghost Am. So the way it works is that Art Bell every year did on um, sometimes sometimes some years he was doing multiple nights but basically like around halloween yeah this is uh an filled. october
1: 30th episode i believe 1995
0: yeah, so 1995 yeah correct so uh i sent an ap3 to you um uh as always if you're interested you can always go find one online if you can't find it you can always just ask us too we're gonna be more than happy to uh send you
1: on your happy trails in coast to coast land The thing with this type of episode also is we're going to kind of mix in the tech with the paranormal, right? Because I feel like listening to these old coast-to-coast episodes is as much a nostalgic tech thing as it is about the ghosts. Do you know what I mean? The commercials especially. And I felt like this episode had more ad breaks, which is a welcome thing because the ad breaks are so much fun yeah uh, well so ad breaks of the time i think we should say right yes that, that that that's what that's what i mean yeah like it's art
0: bell reading an ad break he's so that is something i actually wanted to talk about before we even dive into the episode okay. is the interesting work that archivists have done in order to sort of preserve this bit of media right because these um are definitely like someone hooked up a tape record uh, a, a tape deck to a computer to record that which is why those are there too and then there are some people who've done live off a feed so that way sometimes you listen to an episode of uh you know certain mp3s have the call letters of a specific station um on there too which i find very interesting and those are obviously of lower quality because this was probably done in the 90s um but it's very interesting to hear a mixture of both the cleaner stuff that you can actually um find thanks to the coast to coast am app um they do somewhere in time episodes with art bell that they were sharing um independent archivists and then people who
1: The night of a recording straight from their radio station. You mentioned call letters, and he spent a lot of time talking about different affiliates, more so in the other two than in the other two episodes we listened to uh especially yeah, that so at this time in 95 on...
0: he was gaining a large market expansion so every month he was adding affiliates and for a while he'd talk about you know uh ratings and radio books right quarters and things like that so he'd, he'd talk about that pretty happily
1: yeah and he uh mentioned that detroit was coming in online with uh, their affiliate there and he was talking about that
0: yeah so he had the first call with a detroit guy right um and art was very particular about talking about that because of devil's night obviously in detroit's
1: a huge thing is it still a big thing in Detroit? Is, does Detroit still have people living at the in Detroit?
0: <laughs> yeah, they uh, said no to the RoboCop statue, but there are definitely still people living okay. in the Detroit area. Uh, Devil's Lane is still a thing, as far as I know. I did some very, you know,
1: preliminary
0: primary research in there, and there, you know, it Devil's night is still. Are a thing. things better in Detroit now? That is a good question. I I do not know. Like that is a you know, if anyone does know, let because us know. Because for a while, homes um, were selling for like five dollars. Well, the audio industry kind of. Collapsed upon itself a while back, right? And it just kind of created a ripple effect in the Detroit area. Because
1: Detroit was a great place to live, right? Union jobs with the automotive factories and that all, like you said, collapsed.
0: Yeah, so that's, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping they're on the rebound. That isn't a a part of the world that I've paid particular attention to necessarily. um,
1: Another thing with this episode, it didn't start with the music that we normally hear and it started with Spirit in the Sky, which is appropriate.
0: Yeah, so I also feel because this is like an hour two thing so first hour, I do believe was probably just open lines, like regular open lines like he does. He does, he did like news and stuff. Because um, this was a five hour episode that we only had four hours of. I
1: thought it was three hours we listened to. We listened to four hours.
0: No, but what I'm saying is that like, so there's like, it's not three hours because you got to consider the commercial breaks. Oh, and stuff
1: okay, okay, okay. I get it. Okay, so there's an hour, a whole hour before this as well. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's just usually, like, updates on news and stuff, and, um, like I said, like, regular open lines, and then switching over to Ghost uh, to Ghost um, Outlines. So let's talk a bit about the episode itself, right? So it opens, as you said, Spirit
1: in the Sky. How did you feel about that? I actually went, huh, out loud when I was listening to it, because I was expecting the other music, which vaguely, vaguely sort of sounds like Doctor Who music to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, Giorgio moroder right? Yeah. Art opened things up with um, one of his favorite sounds of the time, which was the book, the Bigfoot screech, which we're going to play right here. Try
2: and imagine this outside. L- listen carefully now. you like to meet something like that out in the middle of the street in the middle of the night
0: and so you know he loved that sound he'd play it regularly he polled people on what they thought it was Angela, what do you think it sounds like it just
1: sounds like a dude screaming at the top of his lungs has it been discovered what it is do you know no no one's
0: definitely figured out what it is to me it sounds like a primate a very angry primate just screaming for whatever yeah reason.
1: a guy some dude we're primates
0: <laughs> yes i mean if we want to play that he, game he went yes, to costco we are, we are and clients. they
1: refused his membership
0: <laughs> or he was like, uh, you know if you're going to order food and you're like you're the last in line they've run out of whatever if it's just like 1101 and you try to order breakfast at like mcdonald's yeah or well
1: i sort of experienced something like that recently at a at a conference where the table i was at was the last to get to the buffet and there was no food left at all
0: were tables called i forgot to ask you this when we talked about this but were tables called yes i no you just kind of okay. so
1: the we were we got there early, so we decided, hey, we're here early, you know. What? We'll sit next to the buffet because we're, you know, first come for service. Great. Nope they the the tables in the back were the first to go, which we felt was very unfair. Awful. Yeah. So we got no food. You could have stuck someone in there. I guess I ended up eating two pieces of sugar pie. That was my lunch.
0: I was going to say, you ended up... Your table mostly had contended with dessert, right? Yeah. Which is just poor event planning. That's just the event planner brain I have. It's just like I, I got angry. I,
1: I believe the issue was that there was a much larger turnout than they thought there was going to be. The thing is, is they knew yeah, that people them. registered for this weeks in advance, so they should have kind of... Uh, you register, you buy for the number of people who were... Well, the other thing that was frustrating then, is I was standing next to the buffet. So the way that the, the line snaked around, I was standing next to it, and I just saw people putting heapfuls of food on their plates that i knew they weren't going to eat so it was kind of terrible you should have just started yelling save some for us yeah. honestly you should have really just leaned on it yeah. well back to the episode though <laughs> <laughs> yes radio and faxes brian radio and faxes that that's that was the thing that uh hit me when i first started listening is he talks about the radio and to send in faxes and i thought that was really quaint
0: one of my favorite things about art is he always mentions, I can't remember if it's a two-page or a three-page limit, but he's very hard on that uh, for the longest time because people would just send him, you know, 12, 50 like manifestos. Yes, it costs a lot of money
1: and ink and and I guess it was toner and that weird fax paper at the time. The Like the waxy fax yeah. paper? Yeah. because
0: we had one of those. We didn't have like the neat, like the the sheet con. We had the, the roll that would come out and you'd tear it off. Yeah,
1: like in the later days of faxes, it would just be with the printer, photocopier, fax machine.
0: Yeah No, this was, like, I was talking about, like, my dad got this for his, because he he worked for himself, yeah. like,
1: he got this in, like, 95. Yeah. No, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of the first things Art brings up, and this is, like, continual theme throughout yes, the episode, definitely. is interactions with Ouija boards. Don't use them, according to Art. <laughs> he has a story that he never told on the show, that he brought up whenever Ouija boards were brought up he'd say you know I had an, an encounter with Ouija boards that I cannot talk about. A witch, a witch um, gave him on to, air. A,
1: a witch gave it to him or something like that.
0: Yeah and he just never wanted to talk about it on air and he never did. But multiple people tonight have uh, you know in this episode. And I'm saying tonight as if like we're doing this live here you know after midnight but have noted that the Ouija boards
1: are the source of their um, otherworldly or worldly problems. Well, he kept mentioning that you're inviting something in. And would you invite a stranger into your home or anything? Well, that's what you're doing with the Ouija board, and which I found yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and sometimes it'll you'll invite it into yourself and be possessed, which somebody I believe mentioned. Yeah, in one yeah. of the calls, they talk about physical, but then it's also just like the interior of yourself, of the self. Yeah. Um, and then he he starts talking about his BBS and his Z mode <laughs> protocol, which yes. I had to look up because yes. I didn't know what that was. So this is like this is how we're mixing tech and the paranormal is. I love that Art was ahead of his time with a lot of stuff, and he really wanted to get people to write in, just like we do with our form that we keep asking the people to fill out. It is not z protocol, though. No, thank goodness it's not, because we'd have to have a heck of a time trying to explain that to yeah. people. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. He, he was asking people to write in his ghost stories. I think he read a couple as well, but most of them were calls tonight. To, hey, yeah, which is always the fun time. Right? Like I love these kinds of, of
0: episodes to listen to because you never know what's going to happen next versus like when you have like don't get me wrong, like I love art with a guest in callers, but sometimes it's just fun to see the weirdness um that comes up. So, you know, one of the first calls that comes in is this archetypal kind of like ghost story, right? Like the opening of like, I know some guy who
2: mm-hmm. knows a
3: guy. Hi, Art. This is uh, Aaron calling from Los Banos, California. Hi. Hi, I have a really good ghost story I wanted to tell you. Let her go. Okay. This story happened in 1951, it was given to me by my father, and it happened to his cousin named Norbert.
0: So the guy talks about, you know, his dad. Yeah. And his dad's cousin. And this whole story from the 1950s about going to a movie and then driving and, you know, uh, in San Jose, driving home, seeing a beautiful young lady. And then it turns out that the young lady is just a skull with some hair on it. Well,
1: the interesting part about that is that he didn't want to stop for her. And then he kept looking in his rearview mirror, and she kept staying the same distance behind him which I felt was one of the the cooler, scarier things about the story. The yeah, ghost bike. And then he looked, and she was gone, but he looked in the side view mirror, and there was the white dress. Surprise. Yes. Which I thought was an effective story. It's kind of cool Yeah, story. I told it. So my daughter asked me what we were doing tonight, and I said, we're talking about ghost stories from this old uh, radio show. And she said, well, it's an example of one of the ghost stories, and that's the one I could think of to tell her. And she yeah. thought it was kind of cool. She said, cool story, bro. <laughs> I mean...
0: I mean, some of them aren't
1: as good, no, necessarily. Uh, like, yeah, but that was we'll yeah, come across. Uh, that was of one those. of the more quality ones. We'll come across some of those for sure. You
0: know, so you talked about you talked about ads before. So art chills for the second time in you know at the seventeen minute mark here. Yeah,
1: probiotics and again ahead of his time, and he was talking about how this is the new thing. This and then later on he mentions uh, free radicals and stuff like that as well. The and the super antioxidants that was a big thing. You're correct. Yeah. Uh, doctors are proving that this is the way. And uh, the thing that got me is how it's uh, 25 mo- times more powerful than vitamin C and 50 times more powerful than vitamin E, which absolutely means nothing. It no. has no medical meaning whatsoever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, like free radicals got to watch out for them, right? Because
1: we, it is established fact that you can't have too much vitamins because if you, you can... You can take as many vitamins as you want, but then your body's gonna clear them out because it has nothing yeah, to do with it. Have you ever peed neon green, yes, by the way? Because I have you've taken too many vitamins. Because yeah. your body can't yeah. absorb that much, so it just gets rid of it. So there's no point in fifty times more powerful uh immune boosters, which you'd actually don't want your immune system boost boosted because that's an autoimmune disorder. You want your you want your <laughs> immune system to be balanced. That's what you want. Yes. Correct. Constant. Yes. Consistent and constant, yeah.
0: Um, so then, like, there's a weird story that happens. I'm going to drop the intro here.
3: I was living in an apartment complex, and uh, a guy came over to me. I met him just inadvertently, and uh, I was working in the legal field, and he asked me to check out whether or not his wife had
0: been married before. And uh. I did that. And basically, like the story then devolves into a the guy who found out that his wife was actually already married. He like destroys the apartment, and then the cops come, and then he doesn't remember anything. That's not a ghost story. That's just blacking
1: out due to rage. Yes, that was somebody either who had who was on a substance or drunk or just upset with. And I mean, well, ups- I think he
0: mentioned that he he was
1: drunk. Yeah, right? so he was beyond upset at this point finding out the news, and then. I feel like he pulled a Walter White. Right? He, How? Like, he goes off, does something terrible, and then kind of uh, disassociates from it. <laughs> you know, that's that's a, that's the perfect word for it. I
0: feel like the guy disassociated and destroyed his apartment and felt yeah, bad about not it.
1: Not a ghost story, though. Not a ghost story. Just a range yeah. story,
0: right? Yeah. Um. But speaking about ghost stories, right? So at one point uh, later after that, Art kind of laments about the idea of, like, ghosts wanting to do um to close the loop on unfinished business which i found i always find that kind of interesting right there it seems when many die
2: the energy that is us the energy that may be our soul our essence whatever it is you want to call it you give your own name to it has something that it must say to somebody or that has left behind it must say it and somehow that energy, either still here on Earth or from elsewhere, finds its way back long enough to assure the person that it loves, or to pass a message that must be passed, information that a loved one must have, and somehow the energy makes it back. Don't ask me. I just do talk shows.
0: The idea of like, the, the speaking from beyond, it's kind of funny because I've been... I just finished... Uh, Stephen King's The Dark Half, right, which is all about how, or sorry, The Dead Zone, which is all about how a psychic can, like, see premonitions and stuff like that. And I just always envision that kind
1: of thing um, being tied into that. Art gets pretty philosophical with this. Uh, it goes on for about a minute, right? Yeah, minutes
0: a uh, minute and a half. Just, to, you know, thinking about the, the, the nature of how these
1: spirits want to communicate and why they want to communicate. Because art strikes me as somebody who's not religious, but is spiritual. Yes, thousand percent. Yeah, that's that's, and that comes up later on towards the end of the episode as well. Yeah. So he also talks about how children perhaps have like
0: extrasensory abilities that you know uh, that we lose over time. I was kind of curious. How do you feel about that
1: concept, right? Of children being able to be channelers in ways that adults can't. No, children have better imaginations than adults, and that's how they're able to see things that we can't see. It's because they have an imagination.
0: I, but do you feel like they, they maybe uh are are fuller you know, they're not fully formed. Yeah, yet, exactly. Right? They're they're not here as adults. They're not burdened with cynicism. No. <laughs> well I mean that's a whole other uh, conversation to have and also a conversation of the nature of um the schooling system in general here in north america but that's 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 another conversation to have. i don't know i find it kind of interesting and endearing in a kind of way right um but also i don't fundamentally believe that is true um conceptually i mean it's it's a neat bow on a theory it also
1: makes me think of those pictures of the children with fairies that i remember seeing once an on unsolved Mysteries. oh yeah and those pictures are totally fake but they put them on Unsolved mysteries at one point And I thought they were way older than that of kids with fairies and right. I I, you know what I'm talking about, correct? Yeah, I do. I I see those like the older photos. Yeah, wasn't there a movie made about this too with Drew Barrymore? Am I am I dreaming that? Are you? I don't know. I know. I I, I'm thinking of Ever After. (laughs) So that's definitely not it.
0: Yeah, that's not it.
1: But what's the movie about the fairy?
0: There we go, the Fairies. Yes. From Yeah, that's And it. I
1: think they made a they made a movie, right? Fairy tale, a true story. Oh there we yeah. go. Okay. The, yeah, that's it. Fairy tale, a true story. Oh, there we go, yeah. And it's not uh, no uh and uh, she was not in it. I, I just get it confused with it ever after. But yeah, they they made um they made a they made a movie about it
0: directed by uh Charles Sturridge who also directed I'm taking a look here uh Gulliver's
1: Travels Peter O'Toole is in it. uh playing Sir Arthur Conan Doyle Harvey Keitel plays uh Harry Houdini <laughs> That's a weird Well case. no but they, they were they were always at odds right because uh, No I meant the casting oh, of 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 yeah Harvey Keitel
0: as Houdini He doesn't really look like a Houdini No I guess not
1: I'll have to uh I'll have to watch this actually do you have a favorite uh, Harvey Keitel movie? Because I can tell you mine right now. I loved him as well, it was the Wolf in uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction when he shows up to the, the to yeah, clean the up wolf, right. Yeah. I loved yeah. loved him in that. He was so great. Is it his years? Bad oh, Lieutenant. This, I, I thank you. Yes, exactly. Bad really? Lieutenant. Absolutely. Oh, I nailed it. Yes. Yeah, he's great at that. Yeah. Too. Although I remember that when that uh, came uh, out, I was too young to watch it. Oh, dude! It. I mean, even as an adult, you're too young to watch it. <laughs>
0: i mean i love abel Ferrer. like he's done a lot of movies he uh oh god I, th- we're not gonna talk about this but he did the remake to body snatchers that i loved he did king of new york which i rewatched like a month ago also one of my favorite revenge movies of all time miss 45 right so someone who unfortunately gets assaulted
1: and then decides to uh go ahead and just uh, do something about the body it. snatchers one is that the one with donald sutherland you're talking about is he in that one or is he in puppet, masters? puppet masters he's in puppet masters yes
0: uh, which I also watched like earlier this year, which was not great, but uh it's fine.
1: Wasn't there a recent yeah, bo- no, Body Masters. Snatchers remake with uh Daniel Craig? Is yes. that the one we're talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't it also
1: Nicole Kidden? Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the 1993 okay. one. Okay. And uh that was that yeah, that was our segment of movie talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then uh uh obviously art's still shilling, right? So I decided to look into one of the ads, so we're gonna drop the ad here. Discover
2: how a minimum $7,700 participation in telecommunications right now could bring back to you twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 and more, plus a yearly income for the rest of your life. And yes, it can be part of your IRA or retirement plan. For complete details and a free video cassette, call them now, toll free, 1-800-444-1049.
0: And it's for a company called Microtech USA, which I kind of looked into, and I think it, it's just like owning like a telecommunications like store or investing in a telecommunications fund
1: it was a weird
0: um like a stock it seemed
1: almost like a thing to do when you're retired and sort of like you yeah. got a second mortgage in your house to buy this <laughs> yeah. seemed very yeah.
0: scammy it, i called the phone number and it now belongs to a floridian company called dci systems that deals with like business tech okay so um uh, Microtech USA is still around and their website's very primitive, but they claim they've been around since nineteen eighty nine, et cetera. But uh different from DCI. Okay. So since so I wonder when the handout for the one eight hundred numbers happened. Interesting.
1: Angela, let's talk about one of the more uncomfortable calls. Yeah. So a man calls in and talks about how he might get in trouble for talking about this because it goes back, I believe, a hundred years in his family where correct uh, let's so let's drop the clip here
3: and then we'll come
0: back to it in a sec, Um, because there's a lot more than just the intro of the clip.
3: And uh, I had an aunt and uncle that lived 100 years ago, uh, several generations removed, and uh, they were recently married. And my aunt died shortly after the marriage, and the uncle was completely devastated. And when uh, he was going to bury his wife, uh, she was in her 20s. They hadn't been married for a year. He had the coffin ordered from New Orleans. He wanted a special coffin. He wanted a glass coffin, mm-hmm. and he wanted her buried in Metairie Cemetery in New Orleans. Metairie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he it, uh, he was told that it would take six months for the coffin to be uh, ordered. And so, in order, he waited for the the coffin to come. Uh, to, up to Shreveport, up to uh, his area, and he would keep the corpse upstairs in his house uh, in the bedroom. And uh, according to the, the the servants at the house, he would uh, kiss the corpse every night before he would go to bed. So
1: yes, so he <laughs> the the Unc- grieving husband kisses the corpse. Yeah, wife. The, so, yeah. So the uncle, his the the, the young wife dies, and he realizes he can't get a clear coffin for six months so he keeps the corpse and kisses it every night must have smelled
0: really bad this isn't it's not a ghost thing this is a necrophilia thing right because he also orders the servants to like air the ghost the the corpse out every day and apparently like you could talk to it via
1: ouija board Ouija boards, once again mentioned again Uh, this is just a very ill man who was dealing with his grief in a terrible way It was a weird call, and it made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Do you think Art felt uncomfortable about this? Probably, yeah. But, I mean, it also makes for good radio, right? Yeah, especially as long as they turn down their radio, which happened several times. I I love it. Classic.
0: Classic, yeah. Um, Well, I also have a clip here of um, uh, someone mispronouncing Art's name as Bart, so he trolls them and also mentions to turn down the radio.
3: Hello. Hi.
2: Yeah, I want to
3: speak to Bart. Art
2: uh this is uh this is Bart Bart Simpson. Um turn your radio off please. Yes
0: I just did. Let's talk about a memo moment Angela let's talk about how you can get a copy of this episode.
1: That made me laugh because again Art ahead of his time basically invented po- podcasting by cassette tape.
0: Yeah so if you um subscribe to his After Dark newsletter which is where I found the actual uh name of the company and stuff like that cuz I have a bunch of the PDFs um he has a full list there of all the different episodes that you can order and their length and things like that and different topics. And a lot of them actually haven't appeared online, which I find interesting. So I guess there might be some
1: tapes out there that still need digitizing that uh, people don't even realize are missing. One of the things I always liked about these types of shows is I was I would listen to them late at night. And I tried to do this last night. I, I listened to about a good 10, 15 minutes of this as I was lying in bed. And uh, then I decided not to anymore because it, even though I don't believe in any of the stories, I, I, they're still super creepy. So I decided I think I'm going to stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> I, have we talked about this the nature of like scaring ourselves? Like I kind of I enjoy doing it Me sometimes. too. It is. The, that's the point of scary movies. Although I don't know. There's not that many movies that really frighten me. But it's just I feel nothing creeps me out more than unsolved mysteries type stuff right if i'm yeah
0: i was actually just watching unsolved mysteries on plex like they have like the free streaming yeah like the live tv on there so i was just watching some classic well
1: stack one of the things the stories and i mean we're kind of going off topic here but it's in terms of creeping myself up is watching or listening to anything about the dyatlov pass that story really yeah. is
0: a freaky one I agree. So never never travel, because, Angela, is what I'm telling you. Don't go to Disney.
1: Well, don't go camping either, uh, according to uh, some people, because you may see a weird person walking around in black robes. Yeah, which was
0: a, a fun story. And then there's another caller who had also mentioned uh, camping right after that. And they had mentioned how someone said, not here, right? They walked by and said, not here, in in like a desolate camping area. And everyone got spooked. Yeah, then they all just said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and then also art keeps using this like weird orchestral version of the rolling stones painted black which i found was like very interesting from the uh, the london symphony um which is not something he typically used a lot of so it was kind of interesting as someone who listens to a lot of this audio to to
1: hear that go yeah on. i wanted to note that but you beat me to it and uh so i left it there because because uh, it took me it took me like it he played it the intro twice and i was like "I oh no i is i do it right away and it's yeah. I think it's because I've I've heard something similar before. Uh, I can't remember. I th- I think it was the Tea Party that did a cop uh, version of it, and, they sure and did. it was similar in in the way it was presented, a little bit slower. So, can you give me? Can you give me an imitation of Jeff Martin, the singer of Tea Party? Well, he just basically sounds like uh, Jim Morrison.
0: Jim Because my wife and I were just talking about that yesterday for some weird reason. Weird. They're still around, right? Um. So. They still are, and they took a break though. I'm going to drop a link to the music video for "Temptation" if you guys want to get an idea of what uh, the Tea Party sounds like.
1: Canadian band, so you may not know about them. Long running, yes. I've seen them live several times actually, but not recently. Not recently. Like I have, I, I did, I did see a band yesterday though. So there's there's that. You want to talk about that for a sec? Well, it was my friend's birthday party, and. We well, there was a band that played and it was kind of neat. And I was uh sitting at a table with my friend who we were in a band together and we were talking about uh the band that was playing and it was very good. We were really impressed. A lot of uh, good Stevie Ray Vaughan covers, pretty impressive. And we were, were there children there? There were not many children at this party, no. Uh, there were okay, some so kids We were did... we were able to bring our kids if we wanted to, we decided not to. Because now we have so a built-in you, babysitter with a 14-year-old kid, so it's great.
0: <laughs> First, like, I you going you have a robot, and I was like, oh, interesting. Like, this is, this this is, is you, the, yeah. the Rocky Four robot yeah. just come yeah. to life. It's our Roomba. <laughs> Did you keep contact with them via cell phones? Yes.
1: Yeah, my daughter has her iPad that she can text us, and uh, we were making sure everything was okay. She let us know when she put her little brother to bed, and then she stayed up and read. But, you know, uh, unlike you, Art doesn't like cell phones as well. So this part made me really smile because he was very against cell phones. When the person called and mentioned they were on a cell phone, Art seemed really upset about this. Let's do the hierarchy.
0: So he gets mad at cell phones, cordless, and then speaker, and then
1: definitely upset when your radio's playing.
0: Well, that's the other thing too, right? It's just it's it, you know um, all of those factors are really bad. So if you don't have a landline line and and you're in a quiet room that, that doesn't have the episode playing, then like it's not going to and well for no. you you
1: have to yell at your husband to turn down the radio right which is something that happened <laughs> one of the later calls
0: yeah exactly yeah um yeah it's just funny that like a lot of these problems have been eliminated though like i do agree that cell phone call qualities aren't nearly as
1: good as landlines still still there you're correct unless you're so if you want really good Quality and the person you're calling has an iPhone, and you don't want to do. Are you shilling here? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I work for Apple now. You don't want. You don't want to see them. You can do FaceTime audio, and the call quality is astounding compared to a regular phone line, a regular call using. Life hack yeah. right
0: there. Yeah, we'll have to test that out. Yeah,
1: it's uh, the call quality. is really good. Unlike our,
0: so, let's talk about atheists. Yeah,
1: the um, <laughs> I I thought it was pretty funny how. The person called in and basically, where's I thought I noted it, what he called them. Oh, gutless atheists. Okay, there it is, I think. Yeah, atheists. Uh, So I guess Art wasn't a fan of people that definitely don't believe in God. He preferred uh, agnostics, and the caller called the agnostics a gutless atheist, which I thought was hilarious. And I think I've heard. That mentioned before, somebody has mentioned that, and I don't know where I heard it, but it was on a podcast Well, the
0: atheist-agnostic divide, right? It's just atheists are, are more in love with their
1: convictions than agnostics, right, I, I is the,
0: the argument I've heard.
1: Yeah. I've called myself an apatheist because I just don't care. Like, I don't care to make right. an argument of it. You can believe what you want to believe. I can believe what I want to believe. Just don't be annoying about it. And I find... Like, I, I've enjoyed the some of the books of richard dawkins before he became a total like wh- what would we call him annoying yeah terrible anyway but his books are interesting uh, but he's he can be really strident which is
0: well, i was gonna say it's also a colder personality thing really he's built himself up to be yeah. this godlike figure that is never wrong they did a whole south <laughs> park episode so. about it if that is correct yeah uh, and that's a whole other thing that we could talk about. How the the you know the and I think I mentioned this before, but the ills of modern society and the ways in which people yeah. um, have created their political beliefs is based on twenty years of South Park kind of being very commonplace and being you know a movement for teenage boys who are now men of a voting age yeah. it is not a good thing. Sometimes it is not. So, Angela, we reached the end of like three hours. How did you feel about listening
1: to this time capsule? I do feel like these episodes are like time traveling because it brings you back to a time where things were a lot simpler and you didn't know what everybody was thinking going back to the episode we did last month right where oh there were people that existed that thought the government was out to get them but they're just not storming the capital because they can't organize as well <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good point actually and This episode really made me realize that Art Bell was ahead of his time, especially with him uh, slinging mattresses like a podcast. Oh yeah, Uh, two there's two breaks with that same ad of I forgot the name of the company, but he also did rollable Advil, right? Yeah, the and the spray on aspirin stuff that was weird.
0: Exactly the spray on
1: aspirin. Yeah, yeah. it goes through the skin. You can't get it anywhere. But I was going to say online, but no, it's mail order. Right, it's not even online. The internet was no. It's the the internet was in its infancy, so the the mattress thing though. What I the takeaway from that is that, well, they, we don't expect you to just buy it sight unseen. The company will send you a videotape of it, and then you have ninety days. And yeah, he said, exactly. "Well, ninety nights." He said, "Not ninety days." <laughs> so one of the one of the one of uh, Art's like
0: long time um, sponsors was Bob C Crane and his radios. I've never seen one in action. I always feel tempted to like Google a review. Of like an old school one. These are the uh, maybe um, I uh,
1: These are the shortwave radios. He's
0: kept. There's a ton. There's a shortwave. There's like a crankable. There's like a ton that you can you can order.
1: What did people do with these radios? They they like listened in for people talking, or was it just?
0: Yeah, I mean, like like shortwave radios, you could definitely like listen to different. Um, Radio stations out there, right? Uh, depending on where you stuck your antenna to, you can pick up, um, you know, stations from around the world. Like, I've done it. I have a shortwave, a tiny shortwave somewhere around here, a, a Sony one that I enjoy bringing with me on vacation when I'm in a rural area. It is really fun
1: to kind of get those talk shows where... It's, like, intact. Yeah. It's like getting a VHS tape where the commercials are all in. So we... This was years and years ago, though, like, mid-2005 like 2005 or something, where I was hanging out with friends and we were... Watching old tapes of Saturday Night's main event. Oh yeah, and loving the commercials. I don't. This might have been even before your time, but do you remember there was a uh, a furniture store in Vermont where the guy would be sitting on a hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, so
0: I grew. You have to remember, I grew up a a cableless child. Oh, it's anymore, true, right? So I didn't really have much access to
1: to a lot of that. But yeah, we. So the the best part of those tapes was that we'd be watching the old commercials, car commercials, movies, yeah. trailers. Yeah. Really cool.
0: I miss that. And so there's like YouTube compilations of that kind of thing that exists. So I'm kind of uh, grateful for that to, to be there, but yeah, I definitely do agree. It's like a time capsule. I love it. The more intact that they are um, versus like, uh, you know, the, uh, coast to coast insider, um, uh, produced episodes right the actual like coast to coast am produced ones where they just they slip in like george dory um plugs and things like that so much but for hearing uh art plugs and then also the ones where they leave the commercials in from the
1: original broadcast yeah that's always kind of neat to see
0: all right angelo i i pick Ghost. what are you which way are you going for episode four
1: i hadn't really given this much thought but I'm surprised. We have not done anything about UFOs, really. So coast to coast I am with UFOs. Yeah. Okay. What about okay. Um, is there a UFO event? Is did he ever do one on um Gulf Breeze or um the Hudson Valley, maybe? Or so because if not, my second pick is Ancient Aliens. Okay, so I want to suggest something to you here. I'm
0: going to drop this in the chat. I'm not going to say it out loud, but this is not the Gulf Breeze you're thinking of.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which ties into what we talked about. Yeah. Before. So I want to, the Gulf Breeze 6 is super interesting to me. Um, and the Vance Davis episode of Coast to Coast from 94 is really, really good. I kind of want to do that okay. with you.
1: Okay, so even though you told me to pick, you're picking. <laughs> well no, no, no. i'm gonna yeah, yeah no. we can still do UFOs. No.
0: But what i'm saying is that like we've never talked about vance davis we've never talked about the i don't HB6. even know what this is so i think then, which, i like this okay this is perfect Great. excellent yeah it is a trip my friend it is a very interesting trip and also like there's enough mystery in there um that there's going to be some research done outside of the episode for us to talk okay. about because i feel like you'll be like this is super interesting
1: Great. no i'm i'm really looking forward to this
0: perfect um yeah I really enjoyed it. I love doing these episodes. So next week, as we mentioned before, Angelo, Angelo the Flat Earther, presents his case to the listening audience of Double Density. And then after that, um the weird one hundred books. So once again, if you want to email us a number between one and one hundred, I'm gonna grab this book that I picked up from a used bookstore and I'm gonna find a number that corresponds to it, and the topic is going to be there and then and covered. Um so I am kind of debating you know, because obviously multiple people will be sending theirs in. Angelo, how do how should we handle that? I think
1: we'll I don't know. Like, we'll 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 see what comes in. I'm hoping, which would be kind of cool, is if a number is chosen more than once, and then we'll just use that one. Okay, so if a number is chosen more than once, then we can definitely have some
0: fun with that. If not, do we put them all in? A yes, hat? that's what, that was my next thing. We'll we'll okay. the proverbial hat, and we'll pick yeah. from it. The easiest piece of mail you can ever send. All you need to do is send a number to us between one and one hundred. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No dissertations required, right? No, nothing. You don't have to say anything. Just, um, yeah, you just have to write a number and your name, obviously, right? Although the name is with the form, so.
0: So, yeah, if you want to tell people where uh, they can find us, let's do that first. Well,
1: you can go to doubledeadcity.net, and then there's a form you can fill out, and then you could just put your name in the form and a number between 1 and 100. And we all know you're choosing number 22. <laughs> and then also you can go ahead
0: on twitter if you want to dms or just uh, you know at, reply to the tweet i put up today with the video uh double underscore density same thing i left a story up on double density podcast um over on instagram and then and double like angelo said what's a story like a, a short story you wrote <sighs> brian's sighing tune in next week as Angelo and I dive deeper and deeper into the mystery of ectoplasm, what is it? Can you cook with it? Good question. We're not quite sure. Angelo, put your chef's apron on. I'll see you there. Flat Earth forever.
1: Hold on, right no. <laughs> Hold on, I'm drunk. This is actually vodka. I'm scared I'm gonna run over a
3: cat. Sorry, I'm not tired. Don't don't keep that in the show.